Welcome to Facilitating the Mission, the podcast of Shepherd Staff Mission Facilitators. My name is Brian Mondot. And I am Jeff Jackson out here in California. Woohoo! Hey, hey Jeff out there in California. I know that you've been traveling and now you're back home in the land of uh, Santa Ana's and brush fires and canyons full of smoke. And thank the Lord that the uh, Santa Ana's have calmed down. I think all of the fires, at least down in the southern part of the state, are out now. Yeah, it's somewhat back to our our normal, beautiful weather uh, here. So that's been good. And yeah, actually, you know, I was in Philadelphia over the weekend for a missions conference, and uh, I'm actually headed to do some uh, missionary care training for a church in Baton Rouge, Louisiana this Friday. Wow. And going to be doing some training for them on Saturday. And you know, I had the privilege last week of going down to Mexico and spending a day at Radius International that we've talked about before here on our podcast. And so, yeah. Well, a lot remind, of- remind us of, of what Radius is real quick. Uh, Radius International is a, it's a training, it's a cross-cultural ministry training, intensive 10-month training that's held in Tijuana. And the basic idea is, you know, they are equipping and preparing people to try to reach unengaged, unreached people groups. And um, they do it from a very, at a very thorough level with uh, teaching them language acquisition skills, cultural adaptation, exposing them to a lot of, a lot of different things in, a, in sort of a rigorous context. So they go down, it's a 10-month program. They, they actually have like top drawer trainers that go down there. Most of them, many of them are former new driver guys with 25, 30 years of experience with, uh, you know, Bible translation and church planning and, and really remote places among unreached people groups around the world. And so God's kind of blessed us to be able to sort of partner with them and serve a few of the folks that they're training and, and so forth. And so to be able to go down and sort of tell them about what we're doing and some of what we're doing in the realm of business and missions too, is just really, really cool. Sounds like an incredible resource. We'll make sure that we yeah. uh, reference them in you know in the landing page for this podcast. When you started off this, you know, talk about being thankful to be, be back in San Diego. You know, it's the time of thankfulness. It is. And when's this going to post? This is going to post pretty close to Thanksgiving. Not super close, but it, it, it'll be in the thankfulness realm. Yeah. Of content that will be out there, and so you sent me a. Really, really cool seasonal communication from one of the missionaries that we're blessed to serve. In fact, she's been on this podcast. Why don't you tell us about that? Yeah, you know, a a while back we interviewed on the podcast Angelina Velasco, who's one of the folks that we serve that's uh, living down in Mexico and has been down there for quite a while, basically doing Bible storying and teaching how to pass on spiritual truth. So she was interviewed during when we were talking about orality and things like yeah, that. Yeah, under that subject of morality is exactly. when we, we okay. talked with her. Thanks for the reminder. An amazing ministry. And so she her latest newsletter came out a couple of days ago, and it was just so well done. And I've already been thinking, you know, in the mode, this is where most people are, you know, you're counting down the years about up and it's we're headed into the holidays, uh, you know, Thanksgiving first and just the it just it just jogged my memory and my my sort of my senses about the importance of you know missionaries communicating with the folks that send them and pray for them and love them and care for them back home but also the idea of being thankful and having a thankful spirit as you do that especially as the year is coming to a close and people are thinking about what are they going to do with their time and their prayer and their money 
you know, as the new year unfolds of 2020 in a couple of months, you know, less than two months now. So anyway, Angie wrote this, Angelina wrote this <laughs> newsletter and I just, I just was, you know, provoked by how cool it was. And so, you know, so, you know, you're, you're, you're able to look at it there, Brian. And I think, you know, one of the things she just kind of, just the way it's laid out, the colors and everything, but she starts out by, you know, thanking God. I mean, it basically starts off with this idea of dear God, thank you. And then she just starts listing stuff that is just so refreshing, so different, so unique. Don't, don't you agree? Totally. I mean, it's like this kind of breaks the, all the rules of communication and, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> because it's <laughs> the audience is, you know, her supporters, but her, the audience here is, is the Lord. And it's just her, yeah. she's, she's such a humble lady. I, yes. I mean, it's really inspirational. I don't want to oversell it or anything. And we'll, we'll put a link. We'll put a link in it. You'll, you'll see it's seasonal. It has a really fun feel. Yeah. But the idea that, Gosh, this really is her heart. I just remember spending time with her while interviewing her, and she's just humble, and um, she really does love her life and thanks God for it. Amen. And that comes across really, you know, really cool. And 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 to me, the way she does it is she kind of opens up in her thanking God for these things. You know, somebody that knows her, or even if they don't, if they just read it, you get a real window into life, mm-hmm. you know, on the mission field. And, and, you know, she, she based, you know, one of the things she says is, well, I thank, dear God, I thank you for my close friends who love, support, pray, and rejoice with me during the joyful times and encourage me during the not so wonderful days. And then, and then listen to this attitude, the privilege, God, I thank you for the privilege to represent you in Latin America and for giving me a clear purpose in life. And, and then, Hey, li- listen to this one. I mean, anybody that's, you know, listening that has it all a heart for, of those that are different than them. She said, thank you, Lord, for the privilege to travel, to be in different cultures, different time zones, different airports, eat all kinds of food and meet all kinds of people from all walks of life. And then, and then sort of the capper on me is, you know, thank you, God, for my 2010 Corolla, Toyota Corolla, which has been running smoothly since November, 2012. You know, I mean, it's just like, ah, it's just such a window into, yeah, a person who's got who's got the right perspective that our God's a missionary God, that she's on a mission from him, that everything, you know, there's an acceleration about life and ministry and what she's doing. That just, to me, I think it just speaks. And it's so much that can be learned, I think, by other missionaries in the realm of the way they communicate. Yeah. I mean, not to make anybody feel guilty. I mean, really anybody should feel guilty after reading this lady's (laughs) heart. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) I mean, it starts off with, your gifted life. You gave me six more years of life after my heart attack. I yeah, mean, exactly. <laughs> I mean, it's like, you know, is she not poor? She is just praising God. This is a, this is a psalm. It really is. <laughs> it really, really is. And just a perspective that we need to embrace, that everybody needs to embrace, you know? And I think we talked about this before, but one of the ways that I, one of the things that I learned personally when I came off the field and I was going through the whole reentry thing of readjusting to life back in the States after you've lived in another country, one of the biggest, most important things that somebody encouraged me to do that I did, and now I encourage others is, look, you have to have the mindset that you're continuing to be on a mission from God now that you're here in the States. Yeah. And one of the things that helps you process 
your experience back in the States is to continue to write newsletters from your new mission field back in the States. And when you start looking at your day-to-day life here after you've been back two months, three months, six months, and you 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 kind of get your mind in, uh, in, in the frame of like, hey, I'm going to write a newsletter as if this is a mission field, as just in the same way that I had to think and process and try to communicate and describe things when I was out on the field, I'm going to do the same thing about being here. And that just so changes your perspective on things. Yeah. 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 So. So I just uh, I just thought, you know, maybe with this podcast, as we're sort of concluding the year, that we should uh, just kind of reemphasize thankfulness, but also just what I mean, what she's doing at the core is she's communicating. She's trying to give people that know her, love her, a window into her life and what God's doing with her. And she's done it. You know, she's chosen this written vehicle. You know, there's just so many ways, so many vehicles that are available now for for missionaries to be able to communicate with those back home. You know, one of the things besides what I get to do for Shepherd Staff, I work in nonprofit marketing. And one of the things that we we say as we put something in the email, as we're appealing to donors and p- appealing to our audiences, is that whatever we say, we need to make it useful and we need to make it shareable. Mm. Unpack that a little bit. Unpack that a little bit more for me. Both, both, both ideas: useful and shareable. What does that mean? Useful and so you know, in in this example, useful is she's sharing information with her audience about how uh, you know what their support is doing. But really, and I and I don't. I'm not opposed to appeals or anything like that. I'm you know far from opposed from. I think that. Um, a lot of missionaries are afraid to ever ask. And I think that if you don't ask, you don't get, that's just kind of how my brain works. And, but she doesn't really do any asking, but you, let me tell you something, the way she communicates, yes, you want to get on board. Amen. So it's very useful. Yeah. And then shareable. I mean, you read this and the first thing you did was send me a link to it. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and we live in a time when, when everybody is skeptical about what they read in email or social media, and especially, to, I mean, if you're doing work internationally, you know, there's a real climate of, we got people in Flint, Michigan that don't have water or, or whatever, you know, it's like, why are we doing anything overseas right. when there's needs needs here at home? And just the way that she shares, it's like, this is something you want to get on board with. Yeah. And it's it's not a conflict. It's this is God doing some work. And if you want to make sure that what you invest in, you know, there's integrity, there's a story, there's yeah. a payoff, and there's yeah. people that are really benefiting from the work that you're doing in the field. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the way she shares her heart, you see that, you know, she really, really believes in what she's doing mm-hmm. and she's a wise steward with what right. she's been given to do the task with. Right. You know, when I when I when I first heard you use those two words, usable and shareable, I thought also the usable concept, you know, it it kind of provoked me in the area of like, you know, if you think about how can what you're writing be used by God in the life of somebody else and the person Mm -hmm. who's reading this. And, And again, as I read what she's written, it's totally usable. In other words, God, God used what she wrote and her spirit of humility and thankfulness it was used by God to, to, to force me to reflect on my life. 
and what I'm doing and do I have the same thankful spirit and and those kind of things and you know one of the one of the phrases that you've heard me say and sort of I've I've kind of built into like a whole way of thinking is this idea of relational um what tethers of connection and the mm-hmm. idea being that you know that relationships are built on 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 shared experiences shared interests shared destinies and so forth there's these tethers that make up every relationship and that the tethers connect us together. And as I was reading this, and again, I, I, I know Angelina, I've gotten to know her over the years, um, actually met her personally, you know, face to face once or twice. But the idea is that what she's written here, she's adding another tether of connection to her readers by opening up her heart and her mind and her mindset to the ones that read this. And, and I think it's useful for for not just you know provoking people to look at their own lives maybe from a different perspective but also i think it's useful for tightening the tethers of connection that she has with the people that are going to read this and that's valuable for both sides that reciprocity kind of angle so anyway not to wax too eloquently on it but yeah it's all incredibly valuable what you're saying and the thing it does is it creates a an appetite for more Angelina emails. Yes, it does. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. You want to hear so, more about what's going on. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And so, yeah. and I, and I promise you, she hasn't like put this into a formula. No, she's no, not at all. <laughs> not at all. She's like, how can I, you know, get these guys addicted to my emails? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, humility just goes so far. It's so unusual to see humility, Jeff. It really is. And to see someone not promoting themselves. You know, one of the most valuable ways, I don't know how you write. I know you're, you're a fantastic writer, Jeff. But one of the things that I feel like she's done here is probably shared some things that made it into her prayer journal mm-hmm. and just went public with them. And some sometimes you get missionary letters and they're kind of like a devotional or a Bible teaching. I'm like, well, I already got a lot of that exactly. in my life, you know? Exactly. But this is just genuine humility, transparency, thankfulness, and she's not even trying. Yeah. I don't think yeah. she's trying. Yeah. I think the only thing that she did was, I mean, I think if you were to look at this from an English teacher's point of view, she has great grammar obeys all the all the <laughs> all the things that your English teacher taught you in high school and and it reads really really well. Yeah. You know. It does. So, it does. Kudos to her and like we'll put a link up we'll put a link to this on our on the landing page for this podcast too because this is a great example so, of just how to communicate. Yeah, it it really is and and it kind of provokes me to ask you a question since you sort of navigate in this world of social media and marketing, you know as part of your part of your career and so forth along with what you do for us but do you, do you think it's uh, there's a danger with all of the the vehicles of communication that are at our disposal say do you think it's a danger to overcommunicate for missionaries can can missionaries communicate too often or too much keep themselves in front of other people too much cuz it's like there's certain people you know that I used to um I would subscribe to their blogs or their you know, whatever. And it's like, I don't need to hear from them every day. I don't, I, I don't need to hear from them even every week. You know, what, what's your, what's your take on that as far as how often should missionaries communicate and how, you know, how should they communicate and, and so forth? Do you have any thoughts on that? 
Well, I feel like you're answering your own question yeah. in the sense that you felt like you're just seeing this person too much in, in your feed. Here's one of the problems we have, especially in the faith world, mm -hmm. where, where we have the greatest message in the universe, the most freeing message, and, and we've been, we're, we're now agents of that message. Sometimes we communicate that message almost like we're compelled to, and, and people tune us out. And we really need to take that into consideration as we're communicating. We need to think now, is this, are the people that, I mean, we have to be super, super honest with ourselves. And, and that probably takes bringing some trusted friends into the conversation. Mm -hmm. And we need to say, we need to ask ourselves, are we, am I communicating too much? Am I saying the same thing over and over? Because if you say the same thing over and over, right. You know, I already heard, I know where you're going. I'm not, I'm just going to opt out. And you're, especially in social media, it's, there's algorithms that, that when people aren't reading you, mm -hmm. it doesn't matter how much you communicate, it's not going to get to them. So you need to think about what you want to get to, to people. And you really, really need to think about what you're saying, mm -hmm. you know, because people will get tired of it. Right. Yeah. I mean, think about it, you know, November's election time and you, you know, let's use that as an example, just oh, your political man. beliefs. Right. And and everybody's saying, oh man, right now, you know, rolling their eyes or whatever. It's <laughs> like, I'm so getting off Facebook, you know, yeah. because be, just because of the way, and, and, and we need to think about that when we, when we share our faith. Mm -hmm. And it's really, really hard to think of, to have these two concepts in your mind at the same time where I have a great message to, to, to share. Maybe I shouldn't share Those things can't, don't always exist in the same, yes. at the same time, but it's like they need to, right? you know, yeah. because, because you want your message to be valuable. So, you know, one of the things I would recommend with all of that lecturing is think about, you know, plan what you're going to say, plan out what you're going to say mm -hmm. and what needs to be said. Yeah. And do it regularly. Do it so that you can be depended on to be heard from 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 your followers and your audience, but don't saturate everybody. Even the even if you have an awesome message, yeah. you can wear them out. You know what does Proverbs say about, you know, going to your neighbor's house too <laughs> regularly? Exactly. You know, yeah. that's I, I, I need to I need to look that up, but it says something about if you visit your neighbor too much, you're going to, yeah. they're, they're going to hate yeah, you. Exactly. I think that's gonna be, what, not gonna I think as a blessing. A, they're going to see you as obnoxious. Yeah. I mean, Proverbs is like, is the best. Yeah. I, I can't believe that Proverbs isn't out there more than this because it's got the most wisdom. But anyway, that kind of stuff needs to be applied to yeah. how we communicate. Yeah. Well, let me, you let know, me ask you, you a, a follow-up question to that then. Cause, cause, and, and really I hadn't thought much about it until what you just said. And thinking specifically about Angelina, I mean, if you think, uh, I mean, to me, you've got sort of two different audiences. Like for her, I, I'm on her newsletter update list. And so this is her newsletter, her update to people that have intentionally asked for her newsletter that support her financially, that are praying for her, right? Right. And so to me, it would make sense to in a sense, you're going to communicate different things in different ways. You're, you're going to commute, communicate one way to your donors and to those you have personal relationships with and have asked for your updates versus what you're going to communicate 
and like put on a blog on your Facebook page or whatever, where you're kind of trying to get it out there to as many people as possible to see it. Do you, do you think there should be a distinction between those two things? Oh, a- absolutely. You got to, you have to um, communicate a- according to the way people are having conversations in those platforms. Right. And so people have opted into an email and so they've given you, you given you permission. And, and, and by the way, email's still the best way to communicate. I mean, everybody uses emails. I get three or four emails a day from Facebook. Right. <laughs> so right. the biggest, the biggest platforms use email, but here's the beautiful thing about, if we go back to Angelina's yeah. example, she's, she's also got a link to her blog on mm-hmm. here. And so a lot of this content is in her blog. And so this isn't like the only place that this content exists. This kind of, this is sort of, you know, in the digital marketing world kind of can be called a, a pillar page, okay. you know, where where there's a lot of information here, but then pieces of it can go out over Twitter, over Facebook, over Instagram. There's a ton of pictures mm-hmm. here. And, you know, each one of those is an Instagram mm-hmm. post that could, that had, I mean, there's, there's life in this newsletter for another two months if they plan right. it out you know, with the amount of pictures and everything that she has. And so some people will all, you know, will be here. Instagram followers also get this newsletter and, and they'll automatically connect it back. And so it'll be a great reminder. It might even be the kind of thing, oh yeah, I need to, sh- to share right. this with somebody. But it will also introduce people to her if she were to put this in a in a visual platform like Instagram. I don't know that she's doing that. I don't see any Instagram links on here. But you know, ultimately my point is, is you can break apart a big chunk of content like this into tons of right. little pieces of content that will, you know, help you not over communicate, but help people right. not to forget you. Yeah. And you know, one of the things uh, in, in, along those lines of like what she's communicating and you referenced it earlier, she's, she probably keeps a journal. You know, that's one of the things that, that helped me obviously back in the day when I was writing my newsletters and this is pre-internet, you know, I, I literally took a typewriter with me over there and white out. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> How many, how many words a minute can you type Jeff? Uh, actually I, I type, people won't believe this, but about 70 words a minute. Come on. Mavis speaking doesn't type 70 words a minute. I do. I do. I do. (laughs) Yeah. Actually when I, when I did the military, I had to actually pass 60 words a minute to do what I did in the military. And I just, yeah. I mean, typing is like second, I can type almost as fast as I think. That's awesome. But yeah. So I, you know, I was, uh, Man, I lost my train of thought there. What was I talking about? Well, you were talking about journals. Oh, yeah, journals. So, uh, you know, I, I think, you know, for anybody listening, either A, if you are a missionary, pay attention, or B, if you know a missionary, really encourage missionaries to write down, you know, to, to, to keep journals. What happened? Mm-hmm. What was this experience? What was I feeling? Because not only is it healthy to sort of process, you know, each day, sort of prayerfully write down what, whatever's going on. But then when it comes time to write those updates, you can go through there and you can pull out the stuff that you that is going to be the content of your next newsletter. And usually that's coming from a story, some event. It's anchored in reality. And so to have that, you know, where you, you know, I'm sure you're like me. Certain events happen. I'm thinking that was so radical. There's no way I can forget it. You know what also also happens when I when you keep a journal like that is and you go back. Yeah. Is like, wow, I wrote that. That's good. <laughs> exactly. The unfortunate thing is what with a lot of missionaries, what happens is 
I'm so glad we're talking about this <laughs> is that, oh man, it's been three months or however many months since I wrote. And so they got to like think back and then they try to put everything into yeah. one, one. And so it's pages and pages long. And, and this, this email from Angelina is, is pretty long, mm-hmm. but it's not over long. I mean, you can get to the end to, of it pretty quickly, but when you, when you wait for a long time, you put way too much information into it. And then once you do that, now you're not proofreading as well. You're not, and, and you really, you really need to be a quality communicator when you're communicating with, with people that are giving you money, yeah. you really need to be yeah. a good communicator. And I know that, you know, for some people it's like, man, I just, I'm not a writer. I hate writing. I get that. Somebody on your team has got to be the writer. Somebody's got to be the communicator. Somebody's got to be applying these rules to your ministry because your ministry. Yeah. And, and it, going back to the idea of usability, you were talking about earlier, usable and shareable. I, I was just thinking like, you really like that. I, I really like that. And one of the other ways, because it just struck me with what you were just saying, is the whole Proverbs twenty five twenty five thing. Like cold water to a thirsty soul, so is good news from a far country. And, and the idea of, Lord, as I write my newsletter, you know, would you would you turn this into a drink of cold water from this country back to the people that I know and love back in the States? May this be a drink of cool water for them and, and, and refreshment for them as they are in the warp and woof of life, maybe a dry, arid season of running the rat race in America. And that's, again, that's what her update here really does for me. You know, Proverbs 25, I'm glad that you went and dug that, dug that out. Proverbs 25 is like my favorite Proverbs. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's just so much about. Yeah. There's so much literary imagery in that and just the idea of communicating God's truth in a really, really relevant yes. way. That's exactly what Angelina did. Yes. And and there are there are nuggets that my my one of my my life verses is Proverbs twenty five two. It is God's privilege to conceal things and the king's privilege to discover them. Right. You know, and that that directly goes to, you know, the way Jesus communicated, he that has ears, let him hear. That's right. Yeah. And that's that's kind of what honest, humble, vulnerable communication is. It's like people see things in and read things in your communication about what the Lord's doing that you don't even see happening. Yes. I promise you that's what I see in Angelina's. Yeah. Well, in fact, you know, I'm I'm looking at tw- uh, Proverbs 25 right now, you know, and and in, in a sense, Proverbs 25:11 is what this update does for me. A word yep. fitly spoken is like apples of gold in a setting of silver. This word is she it's so fitly spoken. It's just perfectly appropriate for the time, the season, the moment. It's like apples of gold in settings of silver. Yeah, really cool. Really cool stuff. <laughs> And, and, you know, go back to the journal thing. When you, when you just, you're just writing basically to yourself or between you and the Lord or just sharing your heart, you can just, you just get out whatever. You're not even really thinking about who's reading it, what's going down on the paper. And so when you come back with a different mindset, you find some really cool things and it becomes a gold mine. Yeah. Yeah, it really does. And I, and I think also just the uh, w- the other thing that it does, which I've kind of hinted at earlier, is as we're winding down this year, I think when you 
you know, when you read somebody's newsletter like this or a missionary's writing a newsletter to sort of sum up their year and look forwards towards a new year, it also has that usability factor for for provoking people that read it to do the same thing. Instead of just like, oh, it's another spin on the treadmill, you know, uh, a new year's coming. It 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 causes them, I think, to to reflect a little deeper. And it's and it's I think it's helpful for them to do that. And and the whole idea that the mercies of God are new every morning. Sometimes we need to be prodded to remember the idea that the sun came up this morning and God's mercies are new again today because we need them. <laughs> you know? So yeah, good stuff. I, I have one other thought, just just an encouragement to if you're a missionary listening to this is is that man, you and you know this better than anybody, but you forget it as a missionary, that you are living the most unusual life. You are living the most interesting. Yes. I mean, people look at your life and they're like, they're, they're like, I could never do that. I mean, that, you know, I mean, that needs to be leveraged, not in a way, not in a prideful way, but in a humble way. God has picked you mm-hmm. to represent him, you know, in the culture where he sent you, but he's also picked you to be a bridge from where you are to the people here, you know, in your home church or wherever, but it's just an incredibly unique position that totally needs to be leveraged. Yes. I'm totally, I bear, I bear witness with that. It is, you know, I, when you said that, you know, it's an interesting life that you're leading and it is. And I think of that beer commercial, you know, the most interesting man in the world, you know, I forget what beer but what makes it so about. funny is, you know, he's, he you know, he's had such an interesting life that everything is off kilter from how everybody else views things. And I think people, again, in the mundane day-to-day warp and woof of life and running the rat race, which we shouldn't have that perspective, but it is the perspective we fall into when we're in our own culture and we're living. And missionaries fall into Missionaries fall into it too, but missionaries have this unique ability because they do lead such interesting lives. God has called them to something that he doesn't call a whole lot of people to, to use that to be a blessing to those that are, that are mundane by opening up Hey, this is what I'm doing. This is what we've experienced. You know, giving a people the window into the mission that God's called you on can move their the mundaneness of their life into meaningfulness, you might say. And I think that's yeah. an amazing side product of communication mm-hmm. from the field and trying to capture and describe what life is like over there. It's just it's just so cool. It, it really is, a, you know, a, a drink of fresh water for a thirsty soul back here. Well said. So anyway, I think, uh, yeah, I think if, you know, if, if, if anybody's listening to this missionary or not, I want to just encourage missionaries to consider what we said. And if you know and love missionaries, be encouraging to the missionaries that you know and sort of even try to embrace the same attitude that, that Angelina has. It'll make a huge difference. Thanks for listening to Facilitating the Mission. We consider it a privilege to have you spend time with us. If you found today's podcast helpful, please leave a review on the podcast platform where you heard us. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, or Facebook. Search at Shep Staff on any of these platforms. That's S-H-E-P-S-S-T-A-F-F.